Johnny Gould's Jewish State. Jewish State. Jewish State. It's always a good time to go to Israel. And these four event-filled days in Jerusalem, Tel Aviv and across southern Israel were no exception. As if to set the tone of the visit to a country at war and facing internal turmoil, I arrived at Ben-Gurion Airport to a noisy protest by opponents of judicial reform. Gatherings like this, just as passionate whether big or small, They've gone on every week since the start of 2023. The irony is that much of the country feels Supreme Court reform is needed. But the protesters say Benjamin Netanyahu's proposals are an overreaction, an overcorrection that hand too much power to the Knesset. Netanyahu's supporters say the protests are a product of the disgruntled left who despise his very being. No sign the protests are going to dissolve anytime soon. And the division it's brought about is a new challenge for this generation of Israelis to come to terms with. The Janine operation, dubbed House and Garden, yes really, was also in full action. And yet another car ramming and stabbing incident greeted our arrival into Tel Aviv. Some Palestinians do praise this as a heroic uh, type of a sort of violence like this because Palestinians themselves feel that they are often uh, con confined uh, in the way they can speak. So a lot of them don't actually condone this and they feel that it's counterintuitive uh, to the conflict, to the peace process, and they do not see it as a heroic action like perhaps some of the militant factions uh, would. Now, Hamas did praise this operation, saying that it is a direct response to what happened in Janine, but we simply do not know that. We cannot correlate these two situations, though there might be an increase in attacks when there are raids in the West Bank. Tel Aviv and Israel in general is no stranger uh, to attacks by Palestinian assailants. The number of both Israelis and Palestinians killed on both sides this year is a record high, and experts say 2023 is on track to be the deadliest year for both groups of people. So the conflict is now entering a new phase. The Israeli military is entering a new phase of its involvement in the West Bank, and the people seem to be taking matters into their own hands in a different way as well. I'll be producing a couple of episodes on what I saw and heard with experiences to relay and interviews to broadcast. And I was part of an Elnet UK delegation an organization helping to share democratic values and shared strategic interests between the Jewish state and the UK and Europe. I go to the Knesset where I speak to an MK from the ruling Likud party on the reforms, a former MK itching to get back on the Abraham Accords, and with an Israeli born in Tehran on the increasingly tense proxy war with his former country. But right now, let me take you to a top-secret location in the south of Israel to observe at first hand an Iron Dome battery and then a trip to the Erez crossing, the main border for exchanging goods between Gaza and Israel. We were told by the IDF the night before not to come. The IDF soldiers responsible for defending Israel with the system were three 18-year-old girls. Let that sink in. 
18, female. And they're a part of a mixed battalion of very young people. The guys in the battalion were on a break watching a movie at the time we arrived. The women, I kind of mean girls really, realize and understand that the whole country depends on their quick actions should an incoming missile approach Israel from the terrorist groups embedded inside the populace of Gaza. Perhaps even more so that at least one of the soldiers revealed she came from a nearby town. She's also effectively responsible for defending her own family, her friends and the neighborhoods they grew up in. There's a wonderful informality about the IDF. No stiff upright military standing to attention, sir. The girls in their unfussy green IDF uniform, draping a submachine gun from their shoulders, stood relaxed as if waiting for the bus. But make no mistake, always vigilant, always ready. The Iron Dome lets off a horrible high-pitched screeching noise. One of the soldiers said it affected her hearing for up to two months after their service. Don't they have protective headgear for their ears? Yes, but try putting that on with less than five seconds notice. It costs $50,000 per missile launch. And to avoid error, two are let off at once. That's $100,000, the priceless cost to save civilian lives. You could automate Iron Dome, but the IDF don't. Human hand always has the final responsibility for firing off the missile. And they have split seconds to make that decision. Defense is an expensive business. And so there's a laser dome system in development, which we're told could slash the cost of defending against Gazan rockets. But solving battery power issues for now means it's still quite away from launch. 95.6% of missiles are intercepted. This is Major Nia Dinar, head of the IDF's International Press Department. Nia, welcome to Johnny Gould's Jewish State. We've been at the border where we could physically see Gaza City and Sterot in the same eyeline. And here we are privileged at this moment to be at an Iron Dome battery. There are two launchers and they are the responsibility of defending Sterot. Yes, so um, Sderot is just a few miles away from the border with uh, the Gaza Strip. And unfortunately, over the years, it has suffered from um, thousands of uh, rockets being fired at, uh, at its direction. Um, luckily, we had the fortune to create this uh, unique system that uh, gives protection over the air of Sderot of, uh, of southern Israel. Uh, it's a very sophisticated um, air defense system that uh, gives us the great privilege of protecting our people in Sderot. It's important to note that Sderot being in such close proximity to Gaza means that the people there have seconds to run for shelter. Yes, that's true. So we have uh, here in Sterot about uh, 15 or 20 seconds uh, between uh, firing a rocket from Gaza and the moment uh, that the rocket will hit uh, Sterot. And uh, fortunately, just imagine the numbers of rockets that are being fired towards Sterot and uh, how awful things in Sterot could have been without the Iron Dome and the protection that it provides to the citizens of Israel. It's such a contemporary war. Five rockets were sent from Gaza 
last night. Was this battery in the process of being used last night to defend Israel? Yes, yeah, so uh, last night um, a few rockets were fired from uh, Gaza, basically for no uh, good reason, if you ask uh, my perspective. And uh, fortunately, this battery helped uh, intercepting those uh, rockets and enabling the people of Sderot to carry out their uh, daily uh, routine with no inter- no serious interruption. Though, imagine uh, the numbers of people that um, got uh, sirens uh, in, in the middle of the night waking up and running to shelters. Imagine what it does to, to the children uh, that live here and all they want is to live their life peacefully. The IDF unit that is patrolling here, that is in charge of the Iron Dome, is mixed, it's male and female, and these people are teenagers with the responsibility of being the defender of Israel when the second counts. That is the realization, isn't it, of being a serving member of the IDF, that at any critical point you are the state of Israel. Yeah, well, um, Israeli society is very special in that way. Um, you, you've met uh, the girls that uh, serve here. You have one girl from uh, Tivon, which is a village uh, up north, and one girl from uh, Ramat Gan, which is a city next to uh, Tel Aviv, and another girl that uh, lives in Elat, which is a city down uh, south and uh, near, near uh, Egypt. And uh, and uh, all of them together are sitting here and protecting the people of uh, southern Israel together with no uh, difference of uh, religion or a difference of uh, where did you came from and what your family does. And it's a, it's a special thing about uh, uh, Israel and the Israeli army that we all, in the age of 18, uh, joined the military and served together and uh, protect uh, the people of Israel with no differences. I mean, this uh, Iron Dome uh, battery protects both Arab and, uh, and uh, Jewish uh, people that live in this great country. And it's a great privilege indeed. Can we talk about the threat from Hezbollah in the north? It is a new prescient issue for the state of Israel to think about. And it is a completely different kind of warfare. The investment that Iran is placing into Hezbollah, when you compare it to that of Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad, uh, so yeah, there is a big difference between the challenges where the military challenges we face in the south to the challenges uh, up north. Um, I think that the main difference here in the, while we speak here in the, an Iron Dome battery is the precision. Um, the rockets that Hamas and the Islamic Jihad use are uh, rockets that their aim is to fire indiscriminately towards a civilian uh, populated area. Um, while the rockets up north are being transferred directly from Iran through Syria and other places, and these rockets are very development rockets and precise, um, there are thousands of them that uh, will be fired towards uh, both civilians and uh, strategic um, uh, goals uh, of Israel, like uh, power plants and uh, I don't, the Knesset or uh, the Supreme Court and other places. Uh, and the range is very high. I mean, uh, the rockets from uh, the south can reach uh, maybe t- Tel Aviv and uh, Herzliya, which is in center Israel. Uh, but the rockets from the north will reach every part of uh, of Israel, and th- this will be a huge, uh, huge challenge for us. And the Iron Dome has a big role in protecting the skies of Israel, which w- will be a great challenge in the next war. 
Stirot has the feeling of a well-planned new town, newly tarmacked roads, nicely maintained flowerbeds, convenient shopping malls with parking and plenty of playgrounds for the kids, one of which, the snake playground, features a reinforced concrete tube painted like a snake for kids and parents alike caught short to hide under above ground when the rocket alarm goes off. All pleasant enough in Sterot, but why on earth would you live there? Young families are incentivized by the Israeli government to live tax-free in the town. It has a rail link up to Ashkelon, which then goes on to Tel Aviv. Hamas terrorists had fired off another five indiscriminate rockets into Israel overnight. Yet Israel kept the Erez crossing border open the following day as normal, allowing goods to flow between heavily fortified concrete walls and thousands of workers allowed into Israel from effectively enemy territory. Israel has no argument with Gazans, just those who order and fire off rockets. And we were shown contraband picked up during customs checks, including military boots hidden inside kids' Uggs and pedal bins stacked like Russian dolls to hide the smallest of trinkets. This is Masha Mikkelsen, head of the European Press Desk, managing soldiers and projects. And welcome to Johnny Gould's Jewish State. You can't help but hear in the background there is shooting going on. First of all, Masha, could you tell me what that shooting is? So right now we are standing in the Black Arrow Memorial site. Next to us is a training base of soldiers. We can see within a, within a earshot uh, the shots of the shooting range. We have tanks here because we are... Uh, we are looking at the Gaza Strip right now. We can see the neighborhoods, we can see the city of Beit Hanun, and there are soldiers here constantly ready to defend the southern region in Israel. Because through the trees and through a very small field, we can see clearly the outline of the skyline of Gaza City. And just over yonder, we can see Sterot. It brings it into perspective just how close we are Yes, absolutely. And think about the last operation that we had uh, with uh, with Gaza, with the Islamic Jihad, both this year, last year, two years ago, uh, with Hamas. When they're shooting thousands of rockets, last uh, operation was uh, just over 1,100 rockets. People in Zerot are waking up every night during those operations. Kids get traumatized beyond belief because they have to wake up every night and run to shelters and hide and skip, not go to school, not skip. Schools are closed. They're not able to get their proper education because there is a terrorist organization within sight that is just shooting at them. Are you playing catch up with Johnny Gould's Jewish State? I've had the pleasure of some really great guests. How about Douglas Murray? Israel is a rare country in the West uh, in that it does buck many of the trends. There isn't a fertility rate problem in in Israel. Um, For instance, there is in in most European countries. There is a strong feeling of nationhood and of the depths that the country needs to call upon in order to unite its people. And Hillel Neuer, whose UN Watch keeps check on the excesses and mission creep of the UN human rights in Geneva. The challenges are great. They're not going away. I am concerned by the cultural revolution that we've experienced in America in the past five years. The known that to some of the woke 
revolution where there's a kind of a McCarthyism. If you say something, it could be canceled and fired from your university, from your corporation, uh, from a journalist. And often it's, uh, it's an anti-liberalism. So that, that, to be honest, really, really scares me because we need our democracies to be healthy, to be honest, to be, to be truth-tellers. And so I am deeply concerned. If you like Johnny's regular podcasts, think about making a donation at either patreon.com slash Johnny Gould or buy him a coffee. He loves coffee. ko-fi.com slash Johnny Gould. Masha, this morning we also visited the Erez crossing, which is a triumph of Israeli persistence in trying to keep uh, civilization and economics running in Gaza, despite the huge constraints upon them. And I mention that because the Erez crossing was open this morning, despite the fact that several rockets had flown in from Gaza yesterday, an Israeli determination to keep business as normal despite military provocation. I think that there is a key understanding uh, in the rooms in Israel where the, where the decisions are made, that the conflict we have is not with the citizens of Gaza. They're not involved in this. We are fighting with terrorist organizations, with terrorists who want to disrupt the day-to-day lives of uh, people in Israel. And Israel will not stoop down to that level. Israel will not harm the um, economic success of uninvolved people without absolute dire need. So even though, yes, there were five rockets fired from the Gaza Strip towards Israel today, all intercepted, um, and Israel uh, attacked in the Gaza Strip to retaliate, but still Erez Crossing is open. Tens of thousands of people are coming into Israel every day to work. And uh, a Gazan person who is working inside Israel, his salary is in average 10 times bigger than the people working inside Gaza. So we know that this is a lifeline for them and we will not abuse our power to close it without absolute necessity. Masha, tell us about trying to leave Gaza if you're a citizen of means that can leave Gaza? First of all, if I were in that unfortunate position uh, of being a citizen in Gaza, I would wonder why the terrorist organizations who control that territory uh, invest all the money that they're getting, which is tremendous amount of, amounts of money from Iran, from Qatar, uh, into building underground tunnels. We, In 2021, we published uh, a statistic that 100 meters of underground tunnels in Gaza is equivalent to 50,000 COVID vaccines that were deprived of the people. But yes, the average Gazan civilian has no airport, has no actual port where he can leave Gaza. Israel is aware of that. Israel is uh, trying to prevent further smuggling of weapons of ammunition inside Gaza, which is currently being done uh, by boats that are posed as fishing boats. But furthermore, we know that during the Ramadan, Muslim people inside Gaza need to, to get to their places of worship. And Israel makes tremendous efforts to uh, allow people from Gaza access to airports uh, in the south of Israel so they can fly to Mecca, so they can get to uh, Jerusalem, so they can pray and uh, uphold their customs. It cannot be underscored highly enough 
that in order to build the Israeli economy, both from Gaza and from Judea and Samaria, you let tens of thousands of essentially enemy state civilians into Israel on a daily basis to conduct their economic lives in Israel for yeah. the benefit of their home country. Yeah, which is unheard of in, in the modern world. Tens of thousands of people from Gaza, over 100,000 people coming in from the West Bank. And this is a lifeline for their economy. Stay in Israel with me for the next episode of Johnny Gould's Jewish State as we go to the Knesset with Hanoch Dov Milvitsky, MK. We go to Tel Aviv with Ruth Wasserman Landa and Dr. Mayer Jafav Danvar. Tell your friends about Johnny Gould's Jewish State, Apple Podcast number ones right across the world all the time, and a growing community of interest about Israel and the Jewish diaspora from every continent, Jewish and non-Jewish. Help me change the conversation by making a donation. You can buy me a coffee at ko-fi.com slash Johnny Gould. That's ko-fi.com slash Johnny Gould. Or go to donorbox.org slash JG Podcast. That's donorbox.org slash JG Podcast.